From WUIS, it's State of the State, where we talk about the effectiveness and culture of Illinois government. I'm Brian Mackey, and the State of the State today is that past is prologue. The sentencing and parole system that we now have in Illinois and throughout the nation is a dismal failure. This is the late Governor Dan Walker delivering his final State of the State address to the General Assembly in 1976. And he says something remarkable about crime and punishment in Illinois. First, it diagnoses problems with the prison system that we still have today, like its failure to rehabilitate offenders. But second, his rhetoric and proposed solutions laid the groundwork for a whole new series of problems we have today. In fact, the situation is so bad now that Governor Bruce Rauner highlighted the issue in his State of the State address and soon after established the Illinois State Commission on Criminal Justice and Sentencing Reform. Keeping in mind what Governor Walker said, Governor Rauner's announcement of that commission has a familiar ring. Our criminal justice system in Illinois needs comprehensive reform. We have one of the most crowded prison systems. The recidivism rate is dangerously high. We need to make sure we are rehabilitating inmates so they don't commit crimes over and over again. I was struck by the similarities of these two statements, 39 years apart, and I wondered, how did we get here? And how did Walker both diagnose and set up our current problems? I thought we'd listen to a little bit more of his speech and ask a couple of experts to help us break it down. Let's set the scene. It's winter 1976, the beginning of America's bicentennial celebration. Crime is up. In the previous 10 years, there have been bombings, airplane hijackings, even political assassinations. It's difficult to keep track of all the cities where sporadic violence has occurred in Negro sections since the bullet of the unknown white gunman cut down the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King in Memphis, Tennessee yesterday. A Northwest Airlines plane made an unscheduled landing at Tampa, Florida yesterday to remove a woman passenger from Illinois. I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. There were urban riots and prison riots in the Manson family and, well, here, Governor Walker. After 200 years, must we be afraid to walk through the park or take public transportation late at night? Must we fear being blown apart at an airport terminal or grabbed in an alley or robbed and beaten on the way to work? The comments that he made, when you look at it historically, um, it was a period when there was a, a rise in crime. This is David Olson. Uh, my name is Dave Olson. I'm a professor of criminal justice and criminology at Loyola University in Chicago. He's our first expert and also the only criminology professor on the governor's criminal justice commission. Olson says back in the mid-1970s, crime was still sort of new as a political issue. Crime policy wasn't a big public safety issue, but following the race riots in, in large urban areas, the assassination of a president, the uh, changing in our gun laws, um, all of that led to this this perceived need for a shift or a change. Um, I think history will show that the shift and change didn't necessarily produce what it had intended to. Um, prison populations grew from the point he made those statements until 2000, and during that period of time we've seen crime go up and go down. Those policies that were enacted in the 1970s and 80s mainly took the form of longer prison sentences. Let's go back to Governor Walker. I propose legislation to abolish parole. We must have certain, definite, and tough sentences, perhaps doubled for a second offense. No more indeterminate one to 10 year sentences where a hardened criminal can deceive a parole board and can be out of jail in 16 months. 
committing more crimes and terrorizing more people. The would-be criminal must know he will be punished. He will serve eight years or 10 years or life, depending on the crime. Then and only then will we deter and reduce crime. Walker here is defining what has become the common sense on crime policy. Make the sentences longer and prison more unpleasant, and would-be criminals will think twice before breaking a window or pulling a trigger. Except Olson says there's a problem with this common sense. It's the common sense from the law-abiding, employed individual who's connected to the community and society. So you know, the idea of whether or not deterrence works, there's a, a fairly wide-held view that deterrence is most effective for those people who we don't really need to worry about deterring. They're, they're the ones that a lot of the rhetoric is provided to satisfy that sense that punishment is being sought. Um, and I, when I teach students about how prisons run and the environment in prisons, most of them are shocked to realize that for the people who go to prison, they're much safer in prison than they are in their own communities. The likelihood of them being killed in an Illinois prison is almost non-existent. The likelihood of them being killed in, if they were coming from Inglewood or Austin in Chicago, um, makes it such that, unfortunately, they are safer when they're incarcerated. So is, is the threat of sending them to prison and their perception that it's a violent environment going to deter them? No, it's not going to deter them. It'll deter the person who lives in an environment where there is no public violence. I agree. This is Kathy Saltmarsh. Executive Director of the Sentencing Policy Advisory Council. Saltmarsh is a lawyer who used to represent people in criminal appeals. Now she advises lawmakers and other officials on what really works with regard to preventing crime and keeping offenders from returning to prison. She's also on the governor's sentencing commission and says the way Walker laid out his ideas, essentially bad things happen, so let's get tougher, has become a pattern in Illinois. It's true to say that a lot of criminal justice policy recently has been based on triggering events or perceptions of problems that may not really be problems for Illinois citizens. I mean, it's clear from Governor Walker's comments, and I think it's true of every policymaker who engages in this, they have the best of intentions. But I think that one thing that we have going for us now that maybe we didn't have going for us is, is part of the feedback that we're able to generate through better techniques of analyzing data, collecting better data. But it is crime policy has been an emotional thing for a long time. And I'm not saying that to be critical. Policymakers respond to things that they think require a response in order to keep their constituents safe. Constituents respond or contact their policymakers when they are dissatisfied with the result that the system has delivered. But as we go forward thinking about it, to gear our policies and our responses to crime and our techniques for preventing crime, to really focus on things that will reduce victimizations. And we have a much better idea now of exactly how prison plays into that, how prison can be criminogenic, and, you know, using our precious resources to create a better outcome in terms of fewer victimizations. Governor Rauner has set a clear goal for corrections in Illinois, reduce the prison population by 25% over the next 10 years. 
This year, while the governor has been touring Illinois to push his pro-business agenda and Democrats have been wrestling with him over state spending, the Illinois State Commission on Criminal Justice and Sentencing Reform has been quietly going about its work. But there have been other attempts at changing Illinois' criminal justice system and dealing with prison overcrowding. The problem is, these can be difficult issues politically and complicated issues in terms of the policy. Just ask Governor Walker. If we act now, history will record that Illinois showed the nation the way. That in the year 1976, government turned the corner in protecting the personal safety of its citizens. Sometimes when you turn a corner, you don't always know what's on the other side. That's it for this episode. This is State of the State from WUIS. I'm Brian Mackey. Thanks for listening. Say your name and what you do. Catherine Saltmarsh, Executive Director of the Sentencing Policy Advisory Council. And Calendar Club member. That's going on the tape.